Please note that nothing in this podcast should ever be taken as personal financial advice. And if you are seeking financial advice, reach out as we work with professionals in the industry. And welcome back to another episode of the Finance Bible. You're joined with myself, Big Dog Zeke, and fellow co-founder of the Finance Bible, Oscar Don. Mate, how are you? So I've got a full name entrance this week, haven't I? Yeah, you, you do, mate. You've thank been promoted. You. Thank you very much. The Don. Here we are, back again. Good to be here sitting with you, mate. Don. Bloody hot. We've been sweaty all day. <laughs> we just went out to lunch to a um, traditional Mexican restaurant here in Sydney. And um, it felt like Mexico. It, it really did. We're sitting in there. There's no air con. No pina coladas there. Yeah, no cocktails. None of that good stuff. But the food was pretty good. And we're just dripping in sweat at the moment as we speak. Yeah, it's no good. We've got the air con running. Um, but we're here to bring you quality as per usual. Always, so let's get into quality. it. Mate, what do we have on for today? This one is an absolute cracker, mate. We're talking about the difference, the pros and cons of renting versus buying. Ooh. So this is when it comes to um, should you rent your house or should you rent with some friends by yourself, etc., etc., partner, or do you go down the track of buying your first house, which many people our ages um, and people we know have been saving up towards, but... Mate, the question is, is that the right decision? That's a good question. It is, it is a million dollar question. It is basically the question that's going to put you in debt for the rest of your life or not. So first up, a lot of people or younger people rent. Um, you move out of home, you finish school, you finish uni, you rent with your friends. First time living out of home, it's fun, you enjoy it, you're paying your uh, landlord. But if you're wanting to buy a house, this isn't really a good idea for many people because in the back of your mind, you're thinking, oh, well, look, I'm paying, for example, Zeke to pay off his house. I'm paying for your own house, mate. But renting actually has a lot of pros, in my opinion, and in your opinion. I, compared I do to prefer buying. renting personally. I yeah. think even when I've, if I've built up a portfolio of 10 plus properties, I do think I'll still be a renter. And I'll get into that a bit later. And that's um, actually called rent vesting. Rent vesting. There rent you vesting. go. Your yeah, boy. It's a fast track away to actually build wealth and not have that mortgage for the rest of your life. Um, and even down the track, if you do want to buy a house, if you're renting, you know, use all the all the income from those properties to pay for your own house. But that's something which we touch on with individuals who do contact us individually, and we can uh, talk about it a bit further on. But one of the main pros, in my opinion, for renting is flexibility. Like for example, in Sydney, you know, a lot of people want to live in the Eastern suburbs or in Manly near the, near the ocean. Yeah. They want to live on the beach, on the beach, in you, a lifestyle you want to have, yeah, you want to have the lifestyle, you know, you want to be go, waking up, going to the beach, going, you know, for nice walks, etc. If you want to buy there, you're looking for at least, oh mate, the, the property prices here, but for a little place, you're looking at least $2 million, not even when you rent, you can get those places for a lot cheaper amount and you're actually not even paying it off. It's, you can live where you want and don't have to worry about the big amounts of, uh, of debt. Another uh, good thing with renting, apart from flexibility to live where you want, is actually you've got no mortgage to pay. Like, um, yeah, sure, you're paying 300, 400 bucks a week or whatever, but if you're paying a mortgage, chances are your mortgage will be higher. Now, the other thing that plays in uh, the exact same part as that sentence if you've got no mortgage to pay, you've got no household debt, excluding things like car loans, credit cards, ETC, that will affect your borrowing capacity. So what that means is if you've got 
a property that you bought, you put a 50 grand on it, it's worth 500 grand, you owe 450 grand. That debt that you owe, the 450 grand, when you try to get another loan is going to be a problem for you. For example, if you're looking to invest, that 450 grand is going to set you back very negatively. Exactly right. And, and with that as well, it comes other fees such as strata. Um, we've written some down here on our post, like maintenance costs for the actual property, the lending costs when getting those loans, um, legal costs and stamp duty, et cetera, et cetera. It just all adds up. If you're renting, you're paying your 300, 400 bucks a week, you're not going to be paying all of the other things. So if you've got the house that I was just talking about, that 450 grand debt, you got the mortgage, you got the strata, you got council rates, you got stamp duty, you got legal costs, you got lending costs. All these costs. Um, and another one, a real key factor is today you never know when there's going to be a market crash or a market boom. At the moment, property-wise, we're going through a boom. But the good thing about if you're renting, there's no risks of the value of your property changing because you don't own it. Your rental probably stay the exact same, might move up you know, a little bit, might move down a little bit. But if you're not owning the property, it doesn't matter what the value is of the house you're renting because you don't own it. Now, some negatives associated with renting. Now, the biggest problem in Australia is the number one thing every parent tells their kid is save up, get your own home. Guess what? You're not going to have your own home if you rent. Doesn't mean you can't have property. You can still go out and buy an investment. Yeah. So if you're someone who wants to live that dream of having your own home and all of the impractical stuff that goes along with that, you know, renting obviously is not going to be for you. When you have your own property, when you're paying down the mortgage and the value of your property rises over time, you're building what's called equity. And down the track with that equity of the difference between the value and the debt, you can use some of that equity to further invest into another property, et cetera, et cetera. The problem is when you're renting, you don't get to build up any equity because you don't actually own the property. If there was a market boom and you're still renting, obviously the value of the property would go up, but you don't have any access to it because it's not yours. So, you know, that's that in my opinion probably is one of the the main disadvantages of renting, just because you don't have access to that. Yeah, I think that's the only for me anyway, that's probably the only downside I can think of that you're not getting any form of equity from it. But the way I counter that is with the fact that you're not getting the debt with it. You know, you can obviously have the BC to go and get equity elsewhere. And BC refers to borrowing, borrowing capacity. capacity. Sorry. Um, coming out. Yeah, my bad. Next one, again, another thing for Australians who want to own their dream home is basically if you want to make improvements to the property, it does kind of rely on the landlord. So if they... If you want to paint the wall or you want to get a new oven or whatever it is, generally you've got to actually get permission from the landlord to do that. You might want a pink wall. Your landlord's got a brain and says, no, I like it white. Oh, same with pets. I'm in the market for a dog at the moment. Oh, well, there you go. Oh, so, no, dog's no, in the market. No, no. Well, that sounds bad, but I'm in the, I'm in the market I'm, for a dog at the moment. I'm looking wow. to, to get a dog to, to just be my best friend. Let's nah, just rephrase it. So I'm currently in the market for a puppy at the moment. So I'm in the process of talking to um, my landlord who's actually talking to Strata to figure out, you know, firstly, can I get the dog or puppy? Um, and thirdly, get the dog. let's go, let's get it going. But, you know, there's a process. If you don't own your home, you have to go through. But if you own your home, do your rules, your house, do whatever you want. Now, the final downside with renting would be when renewing leases ETC, 
the landlord can actually bump up your rent a bit. Definitely. Now, generally, you know, you're looking at a maximum of like 30 bucks a week, uh, which over a whole year, you're not actually looking at a crap ton of money. But one big thing that a lot of people think is a risk of renting is just getting kicked out. They're like, oh, what if I get kicked out? How, like, what happens then? That's actually not a thing that can really happen if you're a decent tenant. Basically, you've got what's called a 60-day eviction period where if you're getting evicted, you've got to have 60 days notice in most states anyway. And generally, that will only happen if you're a crap tenant. So uh, I've seen some crap tenants in my time in my role and basically encourage the property managers to create that sad spot for some people. But unfortunately, you've got to do the right thing by the investors. So long story short, be a good tenant. I'd, I'd probably assume the majority of people listening are. Oh, you'd hope so. If yeah. not, don't listen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, don't kick holes in walls and don't bloody it's run pretty, around. It's common sense. Yeah. yeah. No well, drugs. On the other side, buying. What are the pros and cons of buying? Very exciting concept for younger couples, um, young families who have finally gone to their family home. But no, we're going to talk about what are the good things, what are the bad things. Firstly, the pride and assumed stability you've been working 25 26 27 years or however young or old you are and you've reached your goal it's a it's a milestone which you can have a bit of pride about and you're proud of yourself to get it actually reach it yeah buying your first home is such an exciting achievement for many young individuals or you know or older um, any age group you know it's a very big accomplishment so that's our main thing about buying a house <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people, again, due to the mindset that's been dug into them and driven into them from their parents, generally speaking, is go out, get that house. And then you go out, you get the house, you feel great. Well, at least from what I see on Facebook and Instagram anyway. I know, <laughs> I, I know that I wouldn't feel great, but, you know, it is what it is. Oh, the next one is freedom to renovate and redecorate. Another one, again, it doesn't really excite me that much. If I'm going to go somewhere, I don't want to have to renovate it. I don't want to have to redecorate it. I want a good place. Long story short, as you can probably tell, Zeke is very against buying a house. <laughs> well, to live in. Sorry, not sorry. He's into investment properties, but good thing about having your own house, though, is the equity, which we talked about earlier. Here's one I can get around. You have access to that equity. So, for example, you bought the house valued at $1.1 million. A year later, $1.3 million. Never, never know. Anyway, value's built up. By that time, your mortgage would have reduced because I'm hoping you would be paying your mortgage down if it's principal interest. You'd be surprised. Right. It's always an element of surprise. I know. Sure. But you build up equity there already. So, you know, take a chunk of that, throw it into investment property, keep the portfolio going. So you have access to your equity. If you aren't unsure or you do want to find out if you do have access to your equity or how much equity you do have, um, just contact you know, Zeke or myself. We have access to uh, many professionals in the industry who can put us to the right path or put you in the right path or even um, contact your local bank or et cetera like that. Who'll be able to help you figure that out. Yeah, there there is success stories within owning your own home. I, I have seen clients who have bought their home, 10 years later, it's gone up 300, 400 grand. They've pulled some of the equity out, got an investment property. Look, disadvantages of buying a house and having your own property, obviously the responsibility it comes with purchasing it. So you're in charge of all the maintenance. Without you or the homeowners, the house could turn into shambles. So you're gonna have to 
maintain the garden, just maintain the property really so you you might need to paint your walls or paint the outside. You're going to have to look after that yourself. You know, you don't have a landlord to do that for you. You're going to have to take full control and responsibility. Yeah, whether it's mowing the lawns once a week, whether it's painting the walls, whether it's getting the the solar panels fixed, trimming the hedges, cleaning the pool, getting the garage nice and clean, vacuuming, sweeping, all of this crap you got to do every day owning a place. But that's where the pride comes into it as well. Yeah. If you take pride in it, guess what? Happy days. Your Instagram is going to look good. Uh, the next one is you got a 30-year mortgage to pay. Majority, and I'm talking upwards of 80% of people who go out and get home loans get a 30-year mortgage. So I know a lot of people who are getting into the property market as homeowners at 18, 19, 20, and they're now going to be tied up in a with a mortgage for the next 30 years of their life. They're looking at 48 years old yeah. before they even generally will think about investing because they've got the home loan. And the saddest thing that I see occur here is a pattern. They've got the property, it goes up in value, they pull some equity out, and they get a car. Five years later, the property's gone up in value again. It's time for a new car. Happy days. <laughs> Boom. More equity. New car, their mortgage doesn't actually go down over the 30 years. What I find is they keep refinancing and refinancing, and eventually, it's 30 years later, they've got a debt twice the size of what they had, an asset base twice the size of what they had, but unfortunately, still nothing to show for it, yeah, except pride. The sad truth sometimes. Mm. Um, yeah, but look, that kind of, you've got to be smart with it. If you're smart and you know what you're doing, by all means, do it, but you know, a lot of people just think they have to do it and buy a house and just buy it and then don't think about it and then you hit 60, 70 and you're still paying it off. Sad life. But, no, next one, property can go down in value. That's true. So, at the, as I said before, we're in a bit of a boom property-wise, but you never know, there could always be a crash in the market. So don't be surprised if the value of your property today will be the sa- won't be the same, say, 6, 12 months later. So this kind of comes down to also where you buy. Where you buy, you know, you're wanting to look at areas where it's going to grow over time. So, for example, you know, near schools, parks, public transport, all these different factors which come into, you know, the, the future value of your property, you have to look into that because you don't want to buy in a place which in 10, 15 years' time is just not going to go up in value. I've seen properties all over Australia um, and some in America too but we're talking areas like in the middle of, in the ocean side more actually of Perth, Adelaide, Melbourne specifically has been quite poor, certain pockets of it anyway. Not so much Queensland, New South Wales definitely, Tasmania not so much either. But basically there's pockets within each area where property has taken a hit and property's done the opposite, it's gone in a boom. Mm. So there's some areas in Perth, for example, where I've seen properties, or Melbourne, for example, I've seen properties go from 450 grand three years ago to 380 grand now. And about five kilometers down from there, the same kind of property or the same style of property, you know, a four bed, two bath, two garage, 450 square meter block has actually gone up three, 400 grand in value, while the one up has actually gone down in value. Again, you gotta know your areas, even if you're buying a home because it does have an impact long-term. Oh, exactly right, mate. It is absolutely vital. The biggest negative, apart from the debt that you get with property, is the costs. If you buy a unit, you're looking at things like water, electricity, gas, maintenance, strata, cancel rates, land rates, interest, stamp duty, legal fees, lending fees, principal, 
improvements. Such a big list of expenses that you don't need. I wish everyone saw your hand gesture then. Oh, mate, I'm pretty passionate about this one. You are, I love it. Um, it's good to see. Yeah, just a crap ton of expenses you don't need to pay and basically it's not really worth paying when you're just doing it for the pride. Yeah, and I know this probably sounds where no, big advocates on renting. We are. We do prefer renting uh, or rent vesting, as we mentioned earlier. But you know, by all means, just means doesn't mean we're not going to buy our own house. A lot of people go down the track of obtaining investment properties. You know, get three, four, or five investment properties in their younger years, and then once they've built up that portfolio, look down the path of actually. You know, they're finding their place they want to live in and purchase that family home. And the way they're purchasing that family home is getting their money from all the income from their rental properties. So, you know, there's always different ways. Everyone's different. You know, we are advocate of renting. You know, everyone's different. Everyone wants to go down different paths. Um, you know, some people like renting more than buying and some people like buying more than renting. Just do your research, figure out what's best for you and your goals and achievements which you, you want to reach in your future and just go from there. But you know, we've touched on the majority of pros and cons for both sides of the fence. And obviously, if you have any questions or concerns about anything which we've talked about, do reach out to us. Um, as you can probably tell, this is this topic itself is something which we do talk about a lot to clients each and every day, uh, especially Zeke. Yeah, so look, what you can probably tell by this podcast is what Oscar said, you know, we are into rent vesting as opposed to buying a property at our age. And again, what he said with looking down the track, may we buy our own? Um, Oscar probably will because he's got a dream of living in Melbourne close to his family again. I probably won't because I don't have any set dream of living in a particular location, you know, more than three to five months at a time. You know, I want to travel. I want to not be knuckled down to one spot. I like to move, move and groove and whatnot. But yeah, no, don't, don't be put off buying a home. If you are going to buy a home, just make sure that it's the right one, that you're not stitching yourself up and that you've got a plan for actually building wealth. Because once you take that step, it is a big step and it's a pivotal moment in your life. It's a juncture between moving forward and yeah, moving backwards. Exactly right, because at the same time, you know, you, you do want to continue to build income producing assets outside the home. So once you do eventually pay off that home, you've already got another form of passive income for you, which a lot of clients and a lot of um, families we, we speak to, unfortunately, haven't thought about any of that until you know they're in their mid fifties. And sometimes, it is too late and they do have to work for a lot longer than they wanted to. But, you know, the, with the tool of this podcast and the way we want to be seen is to actually help you and tell you these things so you don't fall down that trap. But, you know, as I said, reach out to us if you have any questions. But until then, keep investing. Keep budgeting and, and keep, keep listening. listening. Thank you. <laughs>